What's up, guys? It's your girl Bosa here with my girl Erica. So this is I am not Jesus. We are episode six, reading Romans six. I'm not Jesus. She not Jesus. You not Jesus. But together we are learning to be more like Him, and we're doing that by diving into Scripture. So grab your Bible. Yes. Grab your notebook. Grab you a pencil and a highlighter and get ready for us to dive in. But before we do that, Erica, drip blessing us with the drip. Your drip. The <laughs> prayer. Come on, Erica, go ahead, bless us. Oh, Lord, we just welcome you. Um, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come. We invite you into this time of study. Um, we just ask that you bring life the words that you have read and highlight to us the things that you wish for us to speak, Lord, um, and just bring about new revelation. Um, through this time of study as we are reading this and as pe the people are watching, as you bring revelation to them as well, um, as we're all doing this together, we're all studying your word together. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yo, guys, don't you just love the way Erica pray? That's right. That's right. That anoints it. All right. Anyway. Oh. And y'all, pray any way you want to. Okay? I pray way different than Erica. Mm -hmm. And Angela prayed different than Erica. Mm -hmm. And Charles played different than Angela. They all had to drip, though, because they got relationship. And that's what we talking about. Relationship. <laughs> so we in rela relationship. We in relationship. <laughs> we in Romans 6 today. Uh, but before we touch on that, the first few verses tie into uh, the last part of Romans 5 that we didn't really get to touch on last time because we didn't really touch on much last time because Romans 5 is so deep. Like Romans 4 and Romans 3 and Romans 2 and Romans 3. And all of Romans, guys, this ain't a teaching series. No. This is just to motivate you to get with your community mm -hmm. and read scripture. And we hope that you're joining us here. And then soon we're going to have Bible study somewhere and come join us. Yes. Because this is all about us becoming more like Jesus together. All right? That's all it is. So we're about to touch on Romans 6, but we're going to go back and touch on Romans 5 through 20, or excuse me, 5 verse 20, because that's a solid verse, and we're going to read from Romans 5 verse, well, I guess 19, into Romans 6, and then you'll see how it all kind of correlates, because when Paul wrote this, it wasn't broken up into chapters. It was a letter that flowed, and so we're just going to let it flow. So starting at Romans 5, 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Um, for as through the one, oops, hold on, Romans 19, verse 19, lies. Romans 6, verse 19. <laughs> Romans 5, verse 19. Very, yep, Romans 5, yeah. verse 19. I do have to say, it is 1248 a.m. Erica is a rock star being out here, Angela out here still. Because uh, they have a production company. They helping me out. They produce and stuff. So you're going to see the info in the credits. Make sure you go ahead and hit them up. So anyway, it's late. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Both love, let us stay out here late. Erica out here late. Angela out here late. This is what it looks like to be in good community. Because they will pour into your dreams and visions. And you doing the same back to them. Hopefully. Don't just suck. Don't just be a taker in the body of Christ. Hopefully, hopefully you give it back. All right, so Erica. All right. So that's why we're saying it, though. So y'all can forgive us. Give us grace. Okay. Um, for as through the one's man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Even so, through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The law came in so that the transgression would increase. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. 
so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In chapter 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue to sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who die to sin still live in sin? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in his likeness or in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might not, nope, in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who died is free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also be alive with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. I'll read from here. Okay, cool. <laughs> Verse 10. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But that life that he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey the lust. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. Represent yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? May it never be. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness. But thanks be to God that through the, but you know when you get hyped because you're really about to read the part you like? Let's try this again. Verse 17, but thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Speaking in human terms, because of the weakness of your of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. Verse 20. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Therefore, what benefit were you then deriving from the things on which you are now ashamed? For the outcome of those things is death. But now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit resulting in sanctification and the outcome eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. This so much. So much. Um this is crucial, guys, because it is a reminder. And Paul goes on to talk about, about this part in point six or in chapter six. It's not like he just was like, oh, chapter over, end of thought, because it's a letter. We're the ones later on who, who chopped this letter up. So he goes on more so to say, so what, shall, so what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? 
may it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? So he's like, yo, where sin abounds, grace more, much more abounds. But wait, are you saying that you want to live in sin so grace can abound more? Like, no, that's not what it is. Yo, you were to die to sin, basically. Right? I, I'm paraphrasing really, really roughly. <laughs> um, but it's just, I, I just see, I see Paul, like, square up. Like, bro, if you're going to live in grace, live in grace. Don't live in sin. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I think we see this a lot of times, and we talk about the grace card very lightly, yeah. but we do see this, and you kind of talked about it off camera about relationship. What was that thing that you talked about? Um, that it's it's more so with, with sin, because there's always a sin and grace talk of um, people thinking they're because you're covered by grace that you can just sin and live your life, but it's more so like what I view it as and how I, when I talk to my friends, different friends that I text and stuff, um, I'm always like, it's more so relationship than anything. Because um, I feel like if you are pursuing a relationship with the Lord and you're, and you're finding God and seeking Jesus and, you know, really building that intimacy and stuff, like, it 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 captivates your heart to where you don't even want to sin, almost. Like, it's like, almost like you're cheating, um, for lack of better terms, on God. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's like that that relationship part of it keeps you so much to where you're going to ultimately sin less. Um, is, that, is that all thought? <laughs> is that, is that everything? I think that's good because it, 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 it's really crucial to remember grace is the empowerment. Mm-hmm. Grace is an empowerment not to sin. This is when, when Christ died on the cross, he came back and he gave us keys to victory. He said, hey, these are the keys that will empower you. Yeah. And all we have to do is choose to use them. So where there is sin, there is a key to free you from that. You don't have to live in that. right? And that's what Paul is saying here. There's a lot of sin out there, yes, but you also have the keys to victory to where you can choose to escape from this. And, he's, and then he goes on to say, okay, I thought about what I just said, and I realized that some people are going to say, okay, so if there's more grace where there's a lot of sin, that means let's just sin more, and then there's more grace for that sin. And he's like, yo, no, that is not the that, that's not what I'm trying to say. Because then you see in, in Romans 6 verse 2, he said, may, may it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? So he's saying, hey, if that is your thought, that hey, okay, because of grace, yay, let me live in more sin, let me be more sinful, so that grace can be there even the more. He's like, no, if you died to sin. Don't live in sin. You have the victory to overcome that. You have an escape key. And like Erica was saying, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you're married to somebody, let's say, husband and wives out there, and, and there's all this temptation around, but there's this commitment to that person that you said, hey, I'm going to be in relationship with you, right? And so there's this commitment to that person. You're saying, oh, but there's all these, there's all these other options. But you wouldn't put yourself in position with all these other options knowing that you are married and committed. Well, a lot of people wouldn't, then some would. But that's what Paul's saying. Uh, If you actually get to this lustful spirit and stuff, maybe you you wouldn't be out there. Like, if you actually were a very committed person, you wouldn't be out there doing these things that very committed people do. Mm -hmm. Or, excuse me, don't do. Does that make sense? Yep, but I think yeah. it also, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's 12.45. It's like one in the morning. It's 12.58. It also kind of speaks to, I don't know if he, like, I feel like he doesn't, like, directly say it, um, but it talks to killing the flesh daily um, and just making that choice to be obedient to the Lord and, and, and to 
increase in that relationship and just putting yourself down and growing in the spirit and letting the spirit lead you. Um, Cause when the spirit's leading you, he ain't going to lead you to sin. Like when, that's what we were just discussing in the last, um, in the last chapter, he's not going to lead you to sin. and he's not going to go against his word. So it's, it's, it's choosing to kill your flesh daily um, so that you can continue to walk in relationship with him and grow in him. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of what it says in verse uh, four. We go there, Romans 6, for sure, it says, Therefore we have been buried with him mm-hmm. through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. Yeah. For if we become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Yeah. Kill the flesh, come back the spirit. Come on. Like we we live in these glorified bodies. Like and there's so so here's one of the things that continues to blow my mind. I think I use it everywhere. And so even with, with Romans, what, what blows my mind is we're fully not going to be able to really understand what God is saying here uh, because we are human. And so I always go into this whole, this this we are creation, created by creator. Mm-hmm. And then we try and use these human words. Creation creates these words to try and define creator, but but it's still really hard to do that. And so even Paul, you see him struggling with that in verse 19. We see that. So he's he's telling them in verse 17, he says, but thanks be to God. And through the, but that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. In verse 18, and having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. And then he says, I'm speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. So basically, Paul's like, this is what God did. Like he freed you. And then gave you the choice to be a bondservant to righteousness, basically, to, to be a slave of righteousness. And that's what you are. But, hey, guys, I'm speaking in human terms, and I'm sorry. This is all I got. Because that's not even what really God has done for us. There's, it's, it's so much bigger than that. But I can't really define it. Yeah. Like We can't really define what God has done with the resurrection of Jesus Christ, with, with sending his son to die for us and then resurrect. We don't really have words. Romans is so lengthy, and there's so much meat there. And at the same time, Paul's like, I'm, I'm, I'm having to use human terms, and I'm sorry, basically. Yeah. And, and even while we're discussing this, like, we keep saying, oh, we're not teaching here. We're just, this is just an invitation to open your Bible and study, and hopefully it, it pushes you to be stronger believers. And, and, and that is only done through relationship with God. But we don't have the words. Right. We're not Jesus. We're not the example. But when you get in relationship with the one who has the words, you begin to see things on a different level. Like Paul was able to write this boldly and still say, I ain't got the words though. Right. I'm speaking in flawed terms. <laughs> Sorry. You know? Exactly. It's, and it's so true. Um, yeah, that's just so true. I don't think I had another problem. No, I, I, I don't, it's just, it blows my mind. Yeah. Like, we are creation trying to define creator and the thing and the like to send your only son mm-hmm. so we talk about abraham like he's so crazy like oh he was about to kill the son no god purposely sent his son here to die for the sins of people that may not have chosen to live life with him or for him ever he just died to die for us because we would have the possibility of living a free life that's crazy isn't it crazy? I just had a random thought. This might be because I'm just tired. But like, <laughs> isn't it crazy how we call Abraham the, 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 the father of faith, right? Mm-hmm. The general of faith. And one of the ultimate things that we said that you guys have discussed earlier with you and Angela um, about 
him having to sacrifice his son, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And he put him through that, but he didn't actually have to sacrifice him. Mm -hmm. But it was like a reflection of what God, the only person who actually did have to sacrifice his own son. But he called him, he, that brought Abraham to his ultimate like character and to follow the faith and have all these things follow after him because his heart was almost like so aligned with God's mm-hmm. that he was going to do it to sacrifice his son. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that just kind of like mind blowing me for just a hot second. It's just like to think that the heart of Abraham was just that almost that mere image of the heart of God in that moment to, to sacrifice his son without hesitation. He just laid him on altar. It's like, yeah, God, all right. It's what you said, you know? And God is just like, yeah, Jesus, you know, you want to be on that cross. Like, that's good. And that, that reminds me like one thing that we, that I think people always talk about. It's like, you like the top five people you hang out with or something like that. And I remember one day I was praying to God, and this is a true story. I was praying, like, God, give me the right connections. <laughs> like, I want, to, I, want to, I want the right people to look like. And he's like, will you look like me then? Like, if, you, if the top five people are who you look like, will you spend time with me? Am I in your top five? Like, that's a like, question. Am I in your top five, right? And I remember I was sitting there like, God's really not in my top five. Like, I don't really look like him that much because I don't spend time with him like that. And so like Abraham, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. spent time with God like that to look like him, to have the heart like he had. And so for us, God's the best connect you will ever know. That's the best relationship you will ever have. And so like, is God in your top five? It's a question that we can reflect on. Like, is he, because if he is in our top five, we're not looking for how we can sin more so grace can cover that sin. We're looking for, where are the keys to our freedom? God, show us a way of escape. In the Bible, you see stories of prayers of escape. Like, God, help me to escape from this because this is something I do not want to deal with. It is okay. We're gonna, in life, we talked about this, uh, I think with Angela. Or no, was it us? No, I think it was Angela. But about tribulation. I think that was chapter four. Did we do chapter four? No, that's chapter three. We did chapter four. It was chapter four. Shout out to Angela. So with Angela, we talked about going through different trials and tribulation. It's going to happen in life. You're going to get tempted. Even Christ was tempted, but he had the, the a way of escape. Yeah. And so for us, when we're in relationship with God and we look more like him, that is our way of escape. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So anyway, guys, there's so much we can touch on um, in five and six. But, yo, I think this is more so just to encourage people to have relationship. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think that's going to be, I, I hope you notice this is the theme throughout all of this first season, because Romans is a, an excellent because it's a reminder that we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We are unrighteous at the core. We could be on the street doing some of the things that, that we are not called to, yeah. but it's because of Christ's work. And our relationship with him. We had to choose to say yes. First Peter 2.9, we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. But you have to choose to be chosen. Right? <laughs> and so that is what we had to do in, in saying yes and giving our free will. And now we live this life where we have to ask ourselves, is God in our top five? Mm-hmm. It, it, are we actually really in love with him to where we don't want to cheat on him by saying, we'll go do these other things and we just know you're going to cover it. Mm-hmm. Like, think about, like, yeah. and yet, the, the, the crazy thing about God is he still would cover it. 
Like, I don't know. Like, right. There are no human terms, like Paul said. <laughs> this love is crazy. crazy. We cannot even define it's uncomprehendable how his love yeah. for us. It's nuts. Like, honestly, like, I think I'm really in awe. Like, just reading through Romans, you just become in awe of how unrighteous we are and how righteous God is. And, like, how can such a righteous God love some unrighteous people? Mm-hmm. But yet he does. Mm-hmm. And yet he sent his son mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Bro, I, I'm like, I need to spend more time with God because, like, I don't know if I can do what Abraham did. Right. No. I don't think I'm on that level. <laughs> I died. That would have been like, oh, I don't think that was a good. We just gonna keep moving. Like, like even you think about like um, a lot of the disciples. Yeah. Like even like the way they all died in crazy ways, and we don't talk about that. Like you died outside down. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, would I have been able to do that? Like you look at Stephen. I think one of the craziest parts in Acts. That really trips me up is like so the disciples there trying to figure out who, who they next one gonna be. They held this whole contest like who the next one gonna be, yeah. uh, and so then they they caught they got the next one. But then they tried to elect officials because basically there was so much work. Uh, and I might be I'm like <laughs> praise God it's not, it's bright. But anyway, Stephen just got elected into office some some kind of office. Because my mind just went blank. But anyway, Stephen just got elected into some kind of office. I think it was to go do missional work because the, the things were overflowing. The disciples was like, we don't have the time to do this. We need to elect some people. Stephen was one of the leaders of the church that they had elected. He just got elected. And all of a sudden, next chapter, he gets stoned to death. Huh? That don't sound like Jesus exactly. to me. That don't sound like God. God didn't call me to that. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> If I was Steven, if I was sitting there getting stoned, what would I be like? I'd be upset. I'd be like, God? Right. And he's just like, for, forgive them. Bro, wait, what? Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> Let me look this up. because That's I really, a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot that you just said that just like, is tripping my mind. Isn't it Acts 2? Sorry, y'all. This is Bible study. You got questions. You got stuff that comes up and you're like, oh. Our question. Let's find it. Because I, now I really want to know. Like we said, we're not up here teaching. No, we just have a Bible study. Yeah, we just have a Bible study. So we're going to find out where... What happened to Stephen? What happened to Stephen? Uh, okay. Is that chapter 2? No, it's not chapter 2. Oh, okay. It might be. Yeah. Just look up Stephen. Stephen, death. Stephen, where are you? It's Acts 7. Second. Guys, this is the best thing about technology. Think about it. They didn't have this back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stephen's defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if we go back to chapter 6, so it says, Now at this time, verse 1, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, it is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. 
The statement found approval with the whole congregation and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip uh, and some other people um, <laughs> from Antioch. And these they brought before the apostles and after praying, they laid their hands on them. So this is in chapter six. We see them saying, yo, there are these things that we need accomplished. And the disciples are like, well, we can't do it right now because this is our call. And so how about within the congregation, you guys choose these men. And so they elected these men who were full of faith. Stephen was one of those men. Mm-hmm. And so Acts 6, we see that. And then in Acts 7, all of a sudden, Stephen's on the defense. <laughs> he's he, he trying to defend it. And then uh, I think it's chapter 8. Um, we see Saul, or is it at the end of seven? And then we see Paul uh, continue. Yeah, Is it the end of seven? Yeah, fifty-four. Okay, so uh, I got a scroll. That's why I thought it was over. Okay, so Acts seven, fifty-four. Stephen, Stephen, being put to death, he died, and it's like that was a big tribulation. Mm-hmm. You would have never thought. And I, I, so I just always think about the disciples and the way they died, and I'm like, bro. These men knew Jesus. They had to have had a relationship with him to respond in the way they did. And this goes back to the fruit. Like it wasn't by works. Right. It, was, it was through righteousness, this relationship, this faith they had in them. If they were just checklist Christians, Stephen would have been out there like, nah, fam, cut me loose. I don't believe none of this. No way. I'm done. Yep. It's finished. I mean, it's a wrap. Like he, he would have changed it real quick. The fruit wouldn't have looked so the true. same. But to death, their fruit looked the same. It wasn't strange fruit. It was it was the fruit of the spirit. And it, that's only through relationship with God. So man, there's so much more we could talk about, but I think that we hit some important parts. Like, okay, I know that we keep joking like we didn't hit all of Romans five, which we didn't and we did not hit all of Romans six. No, we didn't. But but we still did hit on some key parts that I believe Holy Spirit highlighted to us. Yeah. Um and I hope the Holy Spirit highlights some different parts to you guys and then let's discuss about it. What do you think? Put it in the comments. Let's have discussion. This is Bible study, okay? This is not about I'm better than you, you're better than me. Ain't nobody better than nobody. We all come from different places. We got different points of view. In my little day, once again, I'm the image of God. She the image of God. You the image of God. We all have something that God is speaking and saying. We can learn from so many different people. But remember, I'm not Jesus. I ain't Jesus. You're not Jesus. But together... Through reading of the scripture, we are becoming more like him. Hey, real quick, don't forget, prayer is major. These t-shirts drop this week. Get it, get it, get it. So go ahead and order them. It got praying hands on the front. It got praying hands in the back. And this will help us continue to do some of the things that God has called us to do, like this podcast and other video ventures, whatever it may be. If you didn't know, if you're in the DFW area, we do worship nights called Love Awakes. Check that out, loveawakes.com. And we're just out here trying to create a positive change for the kingdom. So it's prayer, it's worship, and it's reading the word. And with those three things, we believe we'll make impact in the kingdom. So, yo, thanks for listening, watching. Very good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, a big shout out to Charles, who was on here for the first few episodes. Angela, Erica, you're going to see some of my family in the next few episodes. And shout out to Bold Love for letting us do this in their space. Peace and love, guys. Have a good night. Or day. (laughs) Whatever time it is.